Ask the Podcast Coach for December 27th, 2014. Let's get ready to podcast. You know, I always forget to do this. Jim's over there busting his butt. He never gets it because of the music. <laughs> hey, welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. If you go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, you can find our chat room, our lovely little community over there, hanging out. And... Um, I am Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one, the only Jim Collison from the Average Guy.tv. Jim, how you doing, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy uh, last Saturday of uh, 2014 to you. Yeah, that's yeah, very, very weird, man. This year blew by. I can't I believe it. I can't believe how fast it went. I was trying to think back when we started this. Did we? Was it in the spring or was it fall or do you remember? I don't like it feels like we've been doing this forever, but, but, uh, <laughs> it's a, hey, and congratulations, uh, YouTube Spreaker and Mixler, I think all working on the first try this morning. Yes. That's, you know, wow. After last week, I couldn't get a whole lot. I know. I know. It looks did great. You, did you hear I went serial on our, uh, on last week's episode? No, no. I started off with the story. I'm like, this week we're going to start off with a little story. And I had a clip of you talking on the oh, phone. Oh, no, I did hear that, yes. You connected on the phone. It was good. Uh, <laughs> I like that. We were trying this out. We tried that out. And Block Talk Radio, it actually sounded okay, I mean, at, from, yeah. from that side. Well, I also was surprised because there was one part where um, I got out of the Hangout. So I had to take that audio yeah. from the Hangout. And I was surprised it wasn't – I mean, it was different, but it wasn't like wow different from when you were talking to Mike and then the recording of of that. I was surprised because I know Google really compresses uh, the heck out of their audio. But, uh, hey, speaking of uh, calling in and blog talk radio, we are still using their beta system. That phone number is 347-850-8007. That's 347-850-8007. And, again, we are at com slash live. And... Uh, while we're waiting for somebody to call in, speaking of uh, compression and things like that, uh, we do have a question. This is from Kim. Hi, Dave. This is Kim from OnTheTablePodcast.com. And I really do try to listen on Saturday mornings, but I know that real life is going to interrupt this week. I have a question about normalizing and compressing my audio. What is normalizing? What is compression? What's the difference between the two? And which should I do first? Thanks a lot. I don't know when you're going to play this because it's beginning of the holidays, but I hope you have great holidays with your family, and I look forward to hearing the answer. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kim. You can find her at onthetablepodcasts, with an S, uh, .com. It's a podcast about um, ideas for Toastmasters, and she's also a member of the Cleveland Podcasters uh, group. I did some research on this this morning because I had already answered Kim's question. She sent this in about uh, a little while ago. And from what I understand, with normalization, let's say you want to go, first of all, you say, I want to normalize to, let's say, and it sounds weird because in audio, you go up to zero, but let's say you're, you're, you want to go up to zero, you're at minus six. Well, that means there's minus six between, and you're already at minus three. Let's do that. Keep it math nice and easy. So you're at minus three, you need to go up three to zero. So it will do that. It will take the, the loudest peak and upload it. And, and boost that audio 3 dB to go to zero. Anything that was soft, so let's say there was something at minus 10, it would go up to minus 7. It boosts everything by X, whatever the, the tallest peak is, it'll boost it to whatever you say it to boost to, and it will boost everything else the exact same level. That's normalization. Compression in in complete, like, just let's go basic it makes the loud stuff softer and the soft stuff louder. And you have a little more control over like how loud does something have to be for you to squash it and how soft does something have to be to boost it. And then you get to say how much you boost it or cut it. So it's a little more, uh, what are the words, uh, adjustable. And my answer to this uh, typically is vote with your ears. So I, I had told Kim, I said, record yourself talking. And as always, the, the better you record, you may not need any. Uh, but if you want some, you know, I said, just record something and save it as a WAV file. 
and throw it into Audacity and then normalize it and export it as a WAV file. Then take the same exact WAV file that you started with the first time, run some compression on it, export it as a WAV file. And the reason I'm saying WAV files here is because you're not going to lose any quality. And then listen to them both and kind of go that route and vote with your ears. So, um, but uh, interesting question. It's, uh, it's fun to dive in deep, right? <laughs> yeah, there you go. A whole bunch of tech right off the, right off the bat. Yeah, Jim, do you play much with compression and stuff? You know, I use that Chris's compression tool that is that was written long ago. I think Daniel now is the only one that keeps a copy of it around. Yeah. And uh, it's got kind of a pre-built filter. I'm kind of a if it works for other people guy, let's just use it. I don't I don't get too much into it. So when I my workflow is I bring it into Audacity and I just like I like editing in Audacity. I'm just, you know, I'm just one of those guys that likes it. And I could do audition. I have a copy of it, but I like Audacity is simple for me. Maybe it's because of what I first learned. And then I run that Chris's compression tool across that file very first thing. And that's about, it's got some normalization, I think, and some other stuff built into it. Daniel could maybe uh, talk more about that. But for the average podcaster, it, it kind of does that, it kind of smoothens things out for you, right? Mm-hmm. It just kind of makes everything, it, it does a little bit of leveling and some other things. And, um, and then I do my edits. I pull it out as an AIF because it's lossless, and I save a copy of that in case I ever need to go back and do any kind of major edits to it. And I don't want to lose that because you want to keep your uncompressed file out there somewhere. Um, but I like the idea of it being edited uncompressed because you don't want to have to go back there and re-edit it. If you've got to do, you know, say you make a major mistake or it gets, when you're converting it to an MP3, I've heard people, I've heard the Darth Vader effect, right, when mm-hmm. you convert it to an MP3. So you want to keep that lossless edited version. I think that's my opinion. And then, uh, then I open up Audition, and that's I use Audition to convert it to MP3 as well as to set it now to that standard we're all trying to set it to that max that match volume of sixteen uh, mm-hmm. negative sixteen. Um, and so I set it. They have nice little tools inside Audition that'll do that for me, and then I kick it out. So that's kind of my workflow with audio. It is uh, it is handy. I didn't used to do this in the past, but I do now. When I get my show done, I save it as a WAV file, and then I save it as an MP3, and that's it. And I had some, I did something really stupid. You ready for this? Um, mm-hmm. And I actually thought I cut it out. Um, three or four episodes ago, somebody did a last five and five, um, and he, he does gun safety. Was his hey, my last five? This is Ben from the the modern day protection dot com. I think was his website. If I remember right. And we had unfortunately had a tragedy here in Cleveland where a 12-year-old boy had pulled the, um, the orange, hey, this is a toy thing, off his gun and was at a park. A cop got out and said, put your hands up three times, and the kid did not, and the cop shot him, unfortunately. I mean, it's a tragedy, a 12-year-old boy. Now, that's the bad news. So I said in my – now, to finish that story, then this is the part I'm like, what? I, I need to double check on the, they waited four minutes to call nine one one. So I'm like, okay, step number one. And I said this in my podcast. I said, speaking of gun safety, if so, if a policeman asks you to put your hands up, I think the safest thing to do would be put your hands up. Well, silly me. And I actually, when I said that and I, and I said, and then the other thing I would do is don't wait four minutes to call somebody. Well, I went back in and I, I put some markers in cause I'm like, you know what? People don't tune into the school podcasting to hear p- politics, and I cut it out. But the bad news is I put in two markers, and I cut out just the part that said, the next time, just raise your hands. I didn't have the other side of the story. And so I had a guy leave a comment on my website. You know, I, I heard you on the Podcasters Roundtable. I've always thought you've been entertaining. I'm not sure I'm going to follow you, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, you know what? He's got a point because nobody yep. tunes into this. And I was like, so what I did, I went back to the wave file. And uh, I, I cut out the whole thing, did that whole because that's what I thought I did in the first place, and uploaded it. And that's the cool thing about Libsyn is you can use that replace function. And as long as you name your file the exact same thing, it'll just replace that old one. You keep your stats and that whole nine yards. But uh, yeah, I was surprised because I was really pretty certain I'd cut that out. Because I remember when I did it, I'm like, "What are you doing?" It's it, you always have these tangents, but. I was like, this, that's a hot potato of a topic. I'm like, next we'll talk politics and abortion while we're done with that. I'm like, what's the point? You know, and, uh, talk about the budget while you're at it. Yeah. So that was an example. Our money in Africa. Yeah. That was an example of how having that wave file, because, yeah. 
Yeah, you always want to keep that uncompressed wave or AIF, whatever you're doing it in. You always want to keep that uncompressed, I think, the raw version. So I actually keep three different versions of it, right? So I have a, a, a raw, uh, un, unedited version that I just keep forever, right? Throw mm-hmm. that somewhere, drop it in cold storage. You may want to get back to that for things that happened in the pre-show or the post-show, right? Then I keep an edited, uncompressed version of it. At least my edits that mm-hmm. are there, the ones that I've done uh, the first go around, and then the MP3 of yeah. it that I create. And I create that, and that's all over. I mean, I, that MP3 makes its way into a bunch of different places. But I also only add tags uh, at the very end to the MP3. So mm-hmm. yeah, get, get all that processing done, get your MP3, then add all your tags to it at that point in time. And I use uh, MP3 tag. What do I use tag? Yeah. Yes, MP3 tag. There you go. Well, hey, my voice sounds a little scratchy this morning, doesn't it? You, you do have a cool kind of uh, that, that thing going on. Smooth yeah. jazz. <laughs> hey, if you want to get, whoa, that's loud. Uh, in on the conversation, the number is 347-850-8007. That, again, is 347-850-8007. Open phone lines, we should say. And, of course, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com. Slash live. I always forget. That's one thing about live. You have to kind of keep repeating everything. Because I saw my phone like last week, like Gary Leland had said on the phone, where are you guys at? And I'm like, oh, if you jump in midway, you know, so. Uh, well, I keep I keep uh, Mixler open now. I keep Google Plus open. I have the <laughs> Spreaker one going just in case anybody jumps into those chat rooms. Yeah. But it seems like everybody's making their way to the live page now. That, yeah. That's a good. That's good. I think we have you trained. And then uh, should we jump into the, the controversy? Yeah, let's do it. The, it's not uh, very elite. It's not really a controversy. We just need Apple to come back for vacation. Um, last week we had Mike Dell on talking about uh, the new version of Blueberry, and I actually started playing with it this week. And uh, they had this really cool feature. Um, in fact, let me – I guess that's me. I will share my screen just to show you how cool it is. So you should see – you guys see like blueberry power press settings? Hopefully. Yes. Okay, cool. What's one of the cool things about it is I believe it is here. You can go in and make a subscribe page. Let me make sure I have this uh this is where Dave, you might want to check this before you go saying I'll do it live. Uh, da, 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 da. maybe you've done it once or twice. I yeah. have done it. Here we go. Subscribe links. And you can see right here that if this didn't exist, now all you'd have to do is there would be a button here that said create this page and it makes it automatically. And this is what it looks like. It's really pretty cool, right? So this is a test site of mine. And uh, wow, this is really old, complete with Dave with black hair. Uh, But you have all these, these buttons here and what these are, and I'm trying to see here on the, yeah, this is putting in, Basically, the it shows here's the you know here's the feed in this case. This is schoolpodcasting.com slash test two uh, is where I, I do all my mad experiments here, and it's not so much doing. Of course, it's not going to do it now because I was talking about this, but I swear when I did this before, and it might be because I put in a different feed, it was using this ITPC instead of HTTP, it was putting in ITPC. And my spider senses went off, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a bad thing. And I found an episode of The Feed with Elsie uh, Escobar and um, Rob Walsh, and uh, here's what Rob had to say about that. Not we, you had a question about the ITPC link for a podcast and why not to use it. So the ITPC link, this would be specifically for iTunes, the iTunes store for a one-click subscription. Am I right about that? Right, yeah. Okay. ITPC actually stands for iTunes Podcast. Oh, there you uh, go. But yes, and and what it is is, uh, you know, um, the link, you know, so this would be like if you put a link on your website and it was ITPC colon forward slash forward slash yourdomain.com slash feed.xml or, you know, something like that or yourslug.libsyn, you know, so it's ITPC colon forward slash forward slash your slug dot libsyn dot com slash rss and someone clicks on that uh it will automatically subscribe them but you never ever want to use that so forget i even mentioned it block it out of your mind other than to know if you care at all about your placement in itunes do not use the ipp ceiling when someone clicks that link 
it does subscribe them directly on iTunes on their computer Mm -hmm. or directly on the podcast app, uh, I think, as well, which, you know, sounds great in theory, but sadly, when it subscribes them directly, it means it bypasses the iTunes store. That means you get no credit for that subscription. Zip, zero, nada, no soup for you (laughs) as far as cred goes with Apple. And new subscriptions and all-time subscriptions are really important in iTunes, and, and you're not helping yourself with that ITPC link. All the new, the top 200 lists that you see in iTunes podcast section are ranked based on the number of new subscribers you've had in the last seven days, a weighted average for the more recent days. So anyone subscribing directly hurts you in the top 200 rankings of your category. But even worse is how it affects you for search results. Because iTunes search results are based on what is in the title of your show, then sorted by the number of subscribers you've had all time, which means none of the subscribers of your show over the years that have clicked on the ITPC link count towards your search result rankings. And the top 200 lists and search results are pretty much how people find shows in iTunes. So I, I told Angelo about this, Angelo, the, the man behind uh, the PowerPress plugin, and he said basically this is what Apple wants us to do because their website detects the device and does its thing appropriately. I believe once iTunes or the podcast app um, sees the ITMS calls are made and you do get the sub- subscription credit in this case, um, he says basically, I'm, and this is the end of this, how the story ends. We have to ask Apple basically because we've got Apple saying, because uh, Angelo worked with Apple, like the actual button on the subscribe page is through iTunes affiliate program. So you don't even have to worry about the image. It's kind of an official, you know, uh, iTunes um, button. And we just, we have, you know, we've, we've, I've heard that in the past, the whole bit about ITMS is bad. And now we've got Angelo going, no, I just worked with them. And they said, that's the way they want people to do it. And unfortunately, of course, being the holidays, Apple is out for the rest of the year. So it'll be a uh, cliffhanger till next year. Is ITMS bad or good? But um, ITPC, though. ITPC, yes, that's true. ITMS is what I've been using. ITMS takes people right to your listing in iTunes where you can then click on the subscribe button. So if people click subscribe, that's fine. That's it's the fun thing about the ITPC is the fact that it does um, it does automatically subscribe them. The big question is, do you get credit for that? Assuming they have yeah. iTunes loaded on the PC they're on, right? It, right. it invokes iTunes, and, right. and it, it won't work. If you don't have iTunes, it, does, it doesn't work. Right. So it's, it's, it's going to ask you on a Windows PC, when you click on that ITPC, it's going to ask you, do you want to launch the intended application that right. you're asking for here? It's kind of a little safety feature. And so if you don't have iTunes, if the user doesn't have iTunes, guess what? They don't get to do anything. It just sits there and looks kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I, I prefer, Dave, to send them to that, to the Apple web page. Yeah. And it's got a big subscribe button on there, right? And it looks like iTunes. So that's really the, if you're, if you're trying to catch them now, at that point, too, that button, I'm pretty sure, let me, let me take a peek. I'm pretty sure that button's going to have ITPC on it. I'm just going to say it. So I don't know how you, I don't know how you do it without, them going to iTunes physically, yeah, and, right. Then they got to search for you. Like that's ever going to happen. Well, that was the thing. So that, I'm saying I'm skeptical of of this. Yeah, right now. I'm just going to go on record. I'm a little skeptical. Well, I know back in the day, uh, you know, when iTunes first came out, they had a one button subscription. I was kind of bummed when they went to this whole thing because now you go to the web and then you got to go to subscribe, which launches iTunes, where you click on subscribe again. So it's like a three click process, and um, uh, I am using the M30 Audio Technic M30. Yes. Repeat, repeat the question. What version? Uh, what model of Audio Technica headphones am I using? And um, yeah, they're the M30. Also, uh, William, is this William from uh, Australia? Uh, he, he has a question. If you're doing any sort of video show, how do you think of your audio and video if it gets messed up during the recording? I had to make a small movie for school, and my audio was about three seconds behind. The bad news is I use Camtasia, and Camtasia puts the video and the audio on the same track. And then if you have any 
external audio. So if I was recording a thing on audition, it would take the audition audio and put that separately. But it, you're kind of screwed. In fact, at times I have found where if I do an extended length of, you know, talking head video, my audio gets out of sync. Um, the solution, if I, if I knew that was going to be a problem, like let's just say, and I'm not saying this is the case, but let's say I know Camtasia is going to get out of uh, sync if I go longer than three minutes. I would record my audio separately in addition to that, so I would have it, you know, go into the software, but also maybe go into a mixer and have it uh, recorded on a portable recorder. Then I would mute that track, but I would still have my video and then drag the audio back in. And then it's just a matter of, you know, zooming way in and watching and um, dragging that audio so that it gets in sync with the vast. Otherwise, it just looks like you're a bad Godzilla movie. And uh, that's always fun. But um, I think it has to do with some variable bit rates or some crazy stuff between the video and the audio. Mike Howard was working through this for a while and had some recommendations. Mike, maybe you can jump in the chat room there and, and answer that question. Dave, just to go back to the iTunes thing real yeah. quick. When you uh, – so uh, the the link on the the iTunes page on the web, okay. so the one they give you, right? When you register, they give you this link. That's the place to go. There's a little blue view in iTunes button. button that's there. It doesn't say subscribe. It says view in iTunes. If you click that, it does invoke iTunes and take you right to it. So I think if you wanted to use that link that's behind it and not get them to automatically subscribe, but a link that will take them into iTunes, Tunes. give them the option to subscribe. It's two clicks as opposed to one. Right. Um, but, but that would work as well. Yeah. And I'd love to get some clarification back on Apple from this themselves that does ITPC because that's actually a part of FeedBurner's strategy to go way back. Let's invoke yeah. the Wayback Machine. <laughs> Or, uh, feed burner users, when you create a feed burner feed, it automatically creates that ITPC link for you on there. Remember, you used to get a feed burner page? Oh, yeah. That had all the, uh, these different kinds of ways to, to, uh, to subscribe, subscribe to like, audio I don't and even know. lemon yeah. and. Yeah, little buttons. Uh, Feedly. Yahoo. Uh, Podnova. <laughs> Podnova. Who? Where did that come from? Yeah. Pod Nova. That's the very first one that's up there. Maybe we should check some of these out. Get Juice. Yeah, Juice. That was the very first pod yeah. software I used. Yeah. So there's some if you're out on the and, and a broken link. I'm I'm on the feed burner page and there's a broken link nice. to one of the yeah, it's obviously that company. Let's see who it was. And people here. say, why should I not use FeedBurner? Well uh, Doppler Radio is the is the broken Doppler. DopplerRadio.net. They must not be in. Uh, yeah. Well. Anyway. So there is an add to iTunes feature in the feed burner one, and that does have an ITPC link that it creates for you. There's also an M. No. P. Pcast. I think is the other one. You, if you you can put Pcast in front of it, and that also does some uh, does some things. I can't get any of those. If I do ITPC in the link in Chrome, it just it just does a search for me. It doesn't. Uh, actually do anything at this point. So I don't know. I'll, we'll have to wait for some clarification from Apple. We have a question. Everybody's, everybody's all uh, shy today. They're, they're, they're asking their questions via the chat. The chat room. They, just wanna, they don't want to talk on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> How far do you plan your podcasts as far as knowing what you're going to record? My sound is very low, they say. All right, well, we can fix that. I will turn me up. There we go. Um, is that better, Barbara? Hopefully. Uh, how far? Do, how far do you plan your podcasts? As far as knowing what you're going to record, see Dustin. I, I want you to call in, buddy. Three four seven eight five zero eight zero zero seven. Are you talking about the length of the pie? I mean, we plan on an hour for this one. Um, you know that whole nine yards. Um, Jim, how do you take that question? How do I? How do, how far do I, do I plan? Does he mean like how far, like how many weeks in advance? Yeah, that's what I think he's asking. Uh, in other words, how, how far out do you go? Are you going week to week? Or, you know, are you coming up with your topic the week before you're going to do it? Are you going out a month or so? Do people have written out lists? I think it kind of depends on your workflow. And I kind of ebb and flow on this as well. I'll sit down on a weekend and I'll just start blasting out guest invites as well as because with my tech podcast, I do a combination of both community invites. So we have a community of guys, about 20 guys that I know can come on and talk about tech at any time. So we kind of rotate them around. 
and then I do guests when it's appropriate. And there are there are times that I I just get on a roll and I'll I'll schedule out three months in advance. I mean, right now I'm scheduled through mid February, and I kind of have an idea what I'm going to be talking about with each of those shows. Then I may not do any scheduling for a while. I might let it go, you know, a couple, three, four, five weeks. Then I start scheduling again. And so I I think I think 90 days is about as far out as you can book a guest. You book them out any farther. And unless they're big time and they've got admins who help them manage their schedule and those kinds of things, they're probably not. They're probably going to forget. So, they've, so they've pod faded by the time you get to interview. Them. <laughs> they, they might. They might have already risen and fallen by the time that yeah, you get there. But I like to plan ahead. I know next year I have a bunch of. I, I need to record record another interview, but I'm going to have an episode about what podcasters can learn from radio people. Um, next week, this week's is already done. That's the, uh, my favorite podcast is episode, which is really interesting. And in, in, if I do say so myself, uh, and after that, I got nothing. So a lot of times it's whatever happens. Um, I can always go back to, uh, kind of, I haven't done like a, a, a newbie for like a better, I don't want to say that with a negative connotation, but you know, for like really people that are just starting out kind of thing. I haven't done one of those shows in a while. But a lot of times it's just questions that people come in or things I run across um, or books I'm reading right now. I'm listening to the book Influence, uh, where the guy's really getting into the knee deep of the uh, the power of uh, the power of reciprocity. That word I can never say. Um, so, yeah, I don't really it's, it's kind of scary because there are Fridays when I'm like, yeah, I'm putting on a show on Monday. What do I got? Nothing. And then somebody will send in a question or a last five and five or you know, things like that. I do want to make my show shorter in 2015. I, I looked at my Stitcher stats last night. Nobody's hanging in for an hour. Nobody. Yeah. Jim is. Okay. I am. I am. <laughs> okay. I, I listen to the whole thing. It takes me three, it takes me two days or a day and a half. Yeah. I, it's 20 minutes to work. So, you know, you're about an hour. So it's a, it's 20 there, 20 back, right. 20 the next day. In the morning. Okay. I kind of finish it up the next day. But no, I listen to the very end. I, I would, we've talked about this before. I would caution looking at your Stitcher stats. <laughs> yeah. It, and, it, ju- it, and jumping to conclusions that nobody's listening to the end. Because remember, some people are only listening for a minute. Yeah, that's other true. Other people are listening to the end. And so. I, for, oh, I, lost, I lost your video. Oh, there you are. Switching uh, Michael Evans asked in the chat room. Again, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. How do I change my category? Um, the one thing, if uh, if I were to sit down with Rob, I would say the one thing Libsyn needs that they could change, it's not super um, confusing, but it's mildly confusing. They have edit show settings, which is how you are seen in the Libsyn directory, which is used in, in a couple other places. They feed different uh, technology. And this is where you have your artwork for iTunes. So some of this is for iTunes, but most of it is not. If you go to destinations and then view your destination, if you're using the Lipson feed, you would come down to the Lipson classic feed and go to edit. And here are your categories. And you simply change them here and then click on save. But this is all the information that then does show up. So all that description that you had on the other one, it even says now to their credit says, this is not the iTunes description. You know, here's where you need to go. I'm just like, can we, can we kind of put this all in one page maybe so you don't have to, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they used to have it that way and people kept getting confused, but you would think like this would be a great place to put, you know, your iTunes image and it's not here, but you would make your changes and then you would click on save here and uh, you would be good to go. So uh, bet that has grown out of all the changes that iTunes has made over the last, you know, five yeah. to seven years and, you know, they, they've continued to make change. You know, uh, PowerPress, same, same. it's not as easy in PowerPress either to, I mean, I know they have an iTunes tab that you click right. on, but it's the artwork's in a separate place as well, and there's a lot of stuff to fill in there, and it, th- that's always confusing. Here's a description, but this is not the description for iTunes. Yeah. And you're like, well, why is it on the tab? Um, I've had to help two people recently with their uh, with their feeds in PowerPress because a little caveat if you are if you're if you're brand new to podcasting and that very first feed you set up right you go to PowerPress and mm-hmm. you you see that feed tab in the iTunes and you start setting that up that initial feed unless you're in either category podcasting or you're in um, 
ca- uh, category or channel podcasting, unless you're specifically in those feeds. That's the main feed for the whole site. And so what happens is I've seen two brand new podcasters set up their feed for their podcast and the main one. And that's that covers everything on the feed. And then they want to do a second podcast. So then they set it up and they can't figure out why the second podcast is now showing up in the, in the first one, the first podcast, because it's the main feed. It's got everything. And then they got to switch it over. So if you're new to podcasting and you're going to use PowerPress, make sure that very first feed you create, I, my recommendation is just create a category podcast for it. If you're going to do audio only and you're going to do it via category, just set up a category that's the name of your podcast and then go over to the, the category podcasting section and set it up there. You're going to get a set of Windows screens that look exactly like the main feed. Leave the main feed blank unless you're going to use it for some reason. Uh, if you want to get every single thing that you're that you're going to post in there, and then um, and I've noticed some podcasters do that, then they'll make a post and it shows up because they're using the main feed and they put a post that's non-podcast. It shows up like in a Beyond Pod or in a right, you know, in one of those it, that those posts show up in there as as non-video or non-audio posts. So avoid the main feed. Make sure you're getting your category, and then I reserve the channels for my video. That's kind of how I do it. So mm-hmm. audio is category because you only have one kind of audio in most cases. Right. Well, video, I have multiple kinds, right? I have a video large and a video small. So you might want to uh, then use channel for that. So that's just one of those little tips that if you're helping somebody set up uh, it for the first time or you are thinking about, just make sure in PowerPress you've got that uh, that figured out. We did hope have, that made sense. We did have a question, and the bad news is I copied and pasted the question. I didn't copy and paste who it came from. But this came, in, this came in via email. Um Actually, this was I, I think this was a comment on the School of Podcasting. If somebody has their own WordPress website, they use PowerPress or a simple, seriously simple podcasting plugin, which I'm not familiar with, why would I need a media host at Libsyn, Blueberry, or SoundCloud? I already have an iTunes-compliant RSS feed. Um, all right, so let's tackle that question. Um, yeah, you're right. You do have an RSS feed via PowerPress or whatever the serious simple podcasting would Um it's apples and oranges. One is your RSS feed. One is your media host. And depending on who you talk to, um, I usually recommend using a media host like Blueberry or Libsyn uh, just because in some cases, and it's, it is completely random. I've come to the conclusion now that sometimes your host will tell you to move because it's really taxing on the server to feed media files. Um, And then I've had other people like Corey Finrin from, um, mommy's cocktail hour that were serving thousands of downloads off their server and not having a problem at all. Um, so I recommend, well, if you want to have a way that you know you're not going to have a problem, use a media host. Um, that's basically what I recommend there. But yeah, you don't have to use like Libsyn to have an iTunes feed if you're using Blueberry. To me, that's the two ways I recommend. I don't recommend FeedBurner unless in really weird, strange cases i just say stay away from feed burner so that's that um and also the soundcloud feed just for the record a uh, per uh rob greenley from uh podcast one there are parts of the soundcloud feed that are not like they're missing um so soundcloud is just not a great first string media host you can use them as a, an additional platform that's my recommendation but if i was using soundcloud as my primary media host I would use Blueberry to generate my RSS feed. The and I got to quit doing that. I would use PowerPress. I keep using the word Blueberry and PowerPress yeah. interchangeably. It's not. They're it's they're a good clarification. Yeah, PowerPress is made by Blueberry, but it's PowerPress. Um, in terms of getting my feed into iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Instacast, looks easy enough. Just need to add my RSS details. What about getting my feed into SoundCloud? Here's the joy of SoundCloud. Uh, there is no import. You want your stuff on SoundCloud, you get to upload it one at a time. Have fun with it. Not, not um, made for podcasting. Yeah. What I manually not upload. made for podcasting. Yeah. And, and for the record, I'll put it this way. I, I've been throwing my stuff on audiomac.com just for giggles. Mm-hmm. I get just as many listens on audiomac, meaning three to five, than I do on SoundCloud. SoundCloud does not bring me a ton of traffic. I'm doing it as an experiment. Now, if I promoted it, if I put them on, you know, Twitter and Facebook and things like that, I'm just saying SoundCloud, the website brings me. Well, and so we used to do, we used to do SoundCloud because they had a cool player. Right. 
but there's a, there's a couple other options now, so you don't you're not yep. stuck with SoundCloud. Uh, plus, that orange is annoying. But the <laughs> the just saying, it's not a great color. The um, so there's other options out there, and and a lot you're seeing a lot like you mentioned. Audio Mac and Audio Boom and Shout Engine, they all have pretty good players now that you can embed in your whatever you're trying to embed it in. Um, you know, your results may vary, right. but uh, they all have great players. So don't feel like you got to go to SoundCloud anymore just to get the player because they were the coolest on the, you know, they were the cool kids on the block uh, when, when we first started with players because they had a embeddable player that could make its way to Facebook, right? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm paying 15 bucks a month. And I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to do that. I think my SoundCloud experiment is over. I've concluded that, you know, there are other options now. The, the things that made them bright and shiny, I can get elsewhere. Uh, then the last question he had is, what's the best way to get my RSS broadly listed in relevant podcast platforms? You, There are a couple different ways to do this. Um, I use a program called Short Keys. If you go to shortkeys.com, I think it's like 20 bucks. I know there is a, uh, and if you guys know in the chat room, I know there's a plugin, some sort of text expander for Google Chrome that basically when I say, when I type this, you type this. And so you could say, you know, like for me, I think in when I use short keys, I think I type pound RSS and it'll put in my RSS location. I'll put in like pound DEC and it'll put in my description. So all this stuff that you have to type over and over and over and over and over, um, either use something like that, some sort of text expander, or just put it in a notepad, or I would say Word, but sometimes when you copy and paste from Word, things get a little squirrely. But just have it in a uh, some sort of document and just copy and paste and copy and paste and copy and paste and copy and paste. Have the URL to your uh, image. You'll need that as well. Uh, you'll need your iTunes URL because some places they want your RSS feed. Some places want your iTunes link. So iTunes would be the first place you want to uh, use. And it's going to take you, I don't know, a half hour to go through really all the relevant and irrelevant uh, podcast directories. And you do it once. That's the good news is you do it once and you're done. And uh, from there, just go back to making great content. So, um, but, Can I go back to a sure. first provider comment that you made real quick? Sure. I think this is an area people, my son works for one of these kind of companies. And I think this is a lot, an area where a lot of people don't understand. First of all, if with your host provider and them hosting your media, you should review your terms and services, your, 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 the, you know, the agreement that you made with them and embedded in there will be the statistics that they use to determine fair use right at this point. That's the kind of, they're like, Hey, this is unlimited, but we can't just give you unlimited. We have to put some restrictions on right. it. To, to make sure that, that at least you're fair with the other ones. And so oftentimes they have a percentage. And, and when you use shared hosting, you go on a box, on a physical box with a bunch of other people. And in a lot of cases, I'll just be general, you're not allowed to consume any more than 25% of the resources that are on that box. Once you hit that metric, you are, then you're, you know, then they, they flag you. Now, not all host companies are great at monitoring. And this is why some people have gotten away with it, mm -hmm. right? And so the squeaky wheel gets the grease. If you are, if you're being a good, you know, a, a good podcaster and your downloads are even across the board and you just never really see a spike in what you're doing, right? One day you just, right, you don't, you don't make, you're, you're not, you're that kid who squeaks through school all the way. Nobody ever knew, ever knew your first name. Chances are you can use a host provider and make that work. But if you have that one day and you hit their their stats or whatever, then they're going to, you know, based on their monitoring software, then they're going to say, or you bring that box down. That's a lot of them are, are waiting for you to, to, uh, to absolutely consume all the resources on the box and it shows up on some kind of report. And then they go, oh, you're that guy who just consumed all the resources <laughs> on the box. We're going to ask you to move. Now, at host providing companies, not all hardware is made equally. So you might be put, I mean, you think about these. These are big warehouses, right, big server farms, and all their hardware is not the same. And so if you get put on a box that's not as fast as some of their newer stuff or not has, doesn't have as many resources, guess what? You're going to reach that threshold faster. I think this is why there's a difference between why it works for some and why it doesn't work for others is because they've been put on maybe a box that has better resources or whatever, and they never reach the full, you know, they, they don't utilize right. the resources on that box completely. And so this is why it's so scattered. This is, I think, why some people can do it and never get caught, and others, you know, they, they get 10 people to download their podcast, and they're like, oop, you're out of here yeah. uh, uh, type deal. So 
there are so many factors and there are so many ways, so many different companies measure it. It's a crapshoot, right? I think going back, this is why it seems so odd. It's like because there are no, there's no standard rules across the board. And so you run a gamble and, and it, some of us are gamblers, right? We're, we're like, hey, let's just do it until somebody tells me I can't do it, right? right? And, uh, and so if you're a gambler and you don't mind, you don't mind maybe going back and doing some work, try it on a host provider, try it on your host provider. Uh, Jason, uh, Jason Bryant says out there, I think this is another thing you have to be careful of is if you podcast for a long time, you know, I've got, I've got three or four or 500 podcasts out there now on my host provider. Now I do it completely different than, than a lot of people do, but let's just say, for example, I was on my host provider. That's a lot of data now I'm building up on there. And why they say it's unlimited you do start reaching a point where backing that up becomes very, very cumbersome. And if right. you're going to do it, if you're going to rely on them, which I wouldn't do, by the way, I'd never rely on your host provider as a backup. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have them backing you up, then you you're going to you you could run into some potential problems with backup too. So there, it's that you don't have to do it. I think Dave, I think this people get upset with you at times when you're like, no, you need to lose blueberry or Lipson. By the way, I'm, we're going to change that now. So we always say blueberry first for the <laughs> month of January so they don't feel slighted, right? It's blueberry first, then Lipson. Um, the, the people get mad at you because they're like, no, there's other ways to do it. Sure, there are. But I think what you're saying, I say the risk involved in that, you've had experiences where you've yeah. had people who've gotten booted off their off their host provider. because yeah. um, so I mean, we had, Your experience might vary. Yeah, I mean, we had John Wilkerson on uh, last week, the guy has seven kids, and uh, he was on DreamHost and had no problem. I had Ralph from the Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll show. He lasted six weeks, and the same exact host said, you got to go. And he wasn't getting half the numbers that John was. And I'm like, what? So it is a crapshoot. Um, here's a good question. Jim, I'll let you tackle this one first. What do you plan on doing differently next year? Wow, in 2015. So I have a 2015 show coming up on... Thursday, so our home gadget geek, and I, I've, been, so I've been thinking about this a little bit of what what we're doing in 2015. What will I do different in 2015? I know what I'm doing right now. Let me tell you one of the th- different providers. So I've always, you know, we talk about archive.org a lot, and mm-hmm. I've tried them several times, and it's never really worked. And during this part of the year, I always think about my backups. I always think up. Of, I think about my own hardware. Right, this is a good time. I'm home a lot, so I'm thinking a lot about what's going on in here in the network space and those kinds of things. And then I always think about what kind of things I can add or do differently with my podcast. And, and right now I have been loading everything out to archive.org as a evangelism site. And what surprised me about that is I post them out there. I don't, I'm not going to link to them. I'm not going to use them as a host provider. I'm not going to do any of that stuff on archive.org, but they actually have a pretty thriving community going on of listeners out there and they're working hard at archiving and getting, uh, audio uh, kind of pulled together as a place for when everything when everything else goes away. Like so, ten years from now, am I still going to have the average guy TV? Right? Am, right? am I? I? I don't know. Right? But if I throw it out on archive.org, it actually has a chance of living, and they've got some pretty robust um, meta tagging and and those kinds of things hmm. going on on the site. Which, yeah, Dave, I, this it's worth a second look. Okay. Right? From a do you need, should you be putting stuff out there? Again, I'm not recommending it as a host provider. I'm not <laughs> right. saying that's where you, that's where your stuff lives. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I had a video I threw out there last year and it picked up, uh, it picked up uh, 40 or 50 plays out there in, in the time that it was out there. Yeah. And I think uh, there's more and more people out there using it. Their infrastructure is huge. And what I like about it is if I just shut my stuff off today, I just shut everything down, shut my servers down. Mm-hmm it would still be on archive.org, right? And and I like their mission. Will they be around forever? Who knows? They're like PBS. They're always asking for money to help keep their services up. But it's another one of those things, I think, to protect. If you want your content to have legacy, if you want it to live on, I think that is a place you have to consider doing it. They're, the engine to upload things and to tag them has gotten a million times better in the since I used it the last time. So I've been like I've been doing just five shows at a time, boom, 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 moving them, loading my metadata in, and then saving them at an archive, and that takes me uh, two or three minutes a show at this point. So well, it's not like it's a significant time invest. Maybe five. I'll, I'll be conservative and say five. So what am I going to do different in 2015? I'm going to catch up my back catalog onto archive.org and have it there available just to kind of leave my podcasting legacy. 
um, you know, cause 10 years from now I will change. They probably won't. Yeah. There you, there go. you go. What am I going to do different? Um, well, uh, the big thing is it's almost done. I, I'm really excited that I almost have the school podcasting membership site and the school podcasting.com separated. I'm really, really close. The bad news is I keep going through and I'll, I'll, I'll move a video. Like the whole power press stuff needs not completely redone, but it needs updated now. Um, so I have a couple things like that. I have a couple, there's like three things that says video coming soon that I'm just like, I'm not putting that video. That one's up outdated. Even though I always tell members of the school of podcasting, if you see something that's outdated, let me know. And they don't. So, um, so that's going to be new. Um, I'm really sniffing around making the school of podcasting all a cart. So here you can buy the membership site, or if you just want to learn how to promote your podcast, if you just want to plan your podcast, things like that. Um, I want to rewrite or add to my book, more podcast money. I want to finish the book, planning your podcast. I like writing. That's kind of fun. It just takes a lot of time and, and it's kind of a hassle, but, um, I, I, you're a way better content creator than I am. I mean, you, I often sometimes wonder, man, how the heck does, cause you limit yourself on the number of days that you're available and yeah. doing the work. And in a very short amount of time, you crank out an enormous amount of, of material. I mean, I, my podcast I do as a group, I don't, I mean, I put a little work into them, but I really work off the strengths of other people. Mm-hmm. What I do, you're a solo guy, man. You sit down, you sit down after this podcast, I assume, after we're done doing live and crank out school podcasting. That's yeah. what I'm assuming. That you're, yeah, yeah. You get that done in a couple hours and boom, you're in and done. So, uh, so nice work. And uh, we have a caller. This is exciting. Uh, ending in the last caller of the year. Ending, yeah, 2308. Uh, what's your name and what's your question? You're on with Dave and Jim. Randy Cantrell. Hey, gentlemen. Hey, buddy. I got a question for hey, you. Randy. Did you get my emails with uh, your, your, your... I did. Okay. Because I've, I've got I a whole... New, I've got I a whole... Randy's going to help me with some stuff, which is cool. Nice. Nothing like doing personal stuff during the show, Dave. Yeah, exactly. I was just, <laughs> just making sure... Oh, it's what's the whole thing around Christmas. You know, got, uh, so, what's I going on, it. my I'm man? Gonna have to get, I've, I've got a question about security with all the hacking stuff that we've seen and whatnot. Yeah. So, Jim is uh, is kind of on the server, all that crazy stuff side, and you're in the podcast. Anything y'all are doing, any suggestions you've got for those of us that are on WordPress uh, for security? And I know that, Dave, you had some blowouts here recently so yeah. that's my question I, I would say number one like jim said always back up your stuff and then number two uh, when those updates come out see if it's a security update and if it is do it immediately I, anytime i i work with somebody who's like my site got hacked can you help me i go in and every you know i see that little number for updates is like 13 like they've never updated a plug-in they've never updated um you know anything so um in my past, I had a problem where I had a plug and I wasn't using it. I deactivated it. And I thought, well, who cares? I'm not using it. It's just software sitting there. What well, was software that over time people figured out how to get through? So if you're not using it, get it out of there. Um, for the love of God, do not use admin as your login name. That one, I'm always like, what? Because that's kind of a default name. And so you're giving hackers, they got, they got to figure out your login name and password. And when you use admin, you just gave them, the, okay, one done. Okay. Um, there are some some plugins. Do you change your Do you change your username and password with any regularity? Should you? Yes, you should. Okay, <laughs> you absolutely should. Yeah, I, w- I at least once a year. I mean, I, I would say once a month, but that's a little crazy, right? To think. Are you talking to get that change? If it's complex, are you talking about your login, Randy? Right, your login password. Yeah. Are you, yeah, talk- are you talking about password or or, lo- or login name? Jim. No, password. Oh, password. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't worry. I wouldn't worry as much about your your username. They're going to figure that out eventually anyways, and so that's just one of those those things. I mean, if you're if you if you have problems with it, then yeah, you could create you could change your your login name if you want to. That's not necessarily conventional uh, in the sense. I I wouldn't worry as much about that as just getting a regular way to change your password. You know, if you listen to me for any length of time, you know, we're firm believers in like a LastPass tool or something. There's RoboForm. There's a bunch of other ones. Something to help you manage your passwords. And, um, and a lot of those have auto password where you can change them to 
you know, really complex passwords that have uh, special characters and things like that. I would absolutely, especially on WordPress, I would, I would, I would absolutely recommend a complex password that you can remember, or that you have a secure way of keeping track of, because uh, of WordPress just by nature is a an attack vector uh, because it's it's not. I mean, it's just it's the most common platform. Everyone knows its vulnerabilities, you know those kinds of things. So. I would just make sure that password is nice and secure. And then, Randy, I would make sure your host provider is doing their job, right? Because there's two attack vectors. There's WordPress itself, and then there's the underlying OS that sits there with uh, with what WordPress sits on top of. You can have the most secure website uh, known to man with WordPress, and if your host provider is not doing their job and securing their, their servers down, whether it's a Linux environment or Windows environment, whatever, it's not going to matter. They're going to hack in and do some things or whatever. Um, and so, you know, call your call your host provider and make sure they're doing their job as far as uh, keeping it secure. See, so make sure if they're having vulnerabil- vulnerabilities in it. That's hard to do. I get that, but you want to go with a host provider that's uh, got a pretty good track record from um, from that standpoint. So, have you ever played with um, what about, what about FTP access? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say that again, Randy. What about FTP access? change the passwords there i know one thing i learned this was zoo man probably four years ago do not save your passwords in your ftp program i i was like what and yeah they're like yeah don't don't do that that if malware or whatever i'm like really that somehow they can look at your password in your ftp program so i don't do that anymore um jim is that something yeah, that's to- just Randy. That's just like anything else from a you know from an access standpoint. It, it's your your FTPing into the root file system of your of your you know, server there, and so I think you need to you need to protect that as much as you would protect your your uh, WordPress um, password from that standpoint. So yeah, I would I would be as concerned about that. There's some things that you can do. I mean, if you're really concerned about this, there's some things that you can do if you want to encrypt. The connection between two, you can call your host provider and see if they offer FTPS to, to secure those going across. I don't think as podcasters we're necessarily worried about our MP3 in root. In fact, we'd be really happy if somebody hijacked it and listened to it uh, in root. <laughs> that kind of thing. We'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But, um, uh, you know, it just you, just depends on your situation as far as, uh, you know, do you want that to be secure or not? I you know I wouldn't worry about it in transit, but uh, you know certainly something having access to your route uh, is a big deal because they could upload malicious things to your um, you know to your server and and take it over. Certainly there are some plugins to help with that and some plugins to help with you know making sure you haven't uploaded stuff or or that your site's been compromised. Let me say this though, if someone is going to go after you and they want access to your site, unless you shut it off. They're going to get it. That's they it. really, really want it, yeah. right? Do you have? I mean, I think Sony has proved anything that right. they really, really, really want to gain access to it. Now, that's a bad example, actually, because that's corporate espionage, and for most of us, we don't have to worry about that, right? But um, if they really, really want access, they're just going to get it, Randy. So I, I don't, you know, I think you got to be as smart as you can. You monitor it. what you can't do with your website is set it and forget it. So every single month, I have a task thing that pops up on my PC and it says check my backups, and check my site security. Um, now, I happen to know my site admin really, really well, so I know the site is secure, but I still go through the WordPress instance and uh, and kind of make sure backups are working and that, you know, everything is set. So a few security plugins may may be helpful to you. Is that is that helpful at all, Randy? Is that what you were looking for? Yep. I was trying to Thanks, find, uh, I was trying to find Dustin Hartzler's site, um, it's my. I know he does my website. Your website engineer. No, I'm going my website engineer. Uh, he had talked about in uh, William in uh, the chat room had, had mentioned WordFence, and there are a, a couple of different plugins that kind of stop. Like it will monitor how frequently people try to log in and basically start blocking that IP address if they try to do it uh, too quickly. So yeah, your website engineer. dot com. I forget what episode um, it was that uh, he was talking about the different security stuff, but Dustin's the guy that works for Automatic now, and um, I kind of trust his judgment on stuff. Randy, did something happen that made you kind of anxious about security on your website, or was it just one of those New Year well, things? Yeah, just one of the one of those New Year things. My my I, my biggest problem has been, and I'm on a Mac, 
my biggest problem has been ad. I don't know what you would call it. You know, adware Ever. that mm-hmm. corrupts your browser. You know, I've had I've had more of those issues, but you know, there's a there's a Mac application that's free that'll go through and remove that. Uh, I just I've encountered way too many people though with WordPress sites. No, I've never I've never had any issue at all. You know, occasionally I've had some database errors and stuff that most all of us encounter, but nothing that was that was done through malware or anything. But I don't, it seems like I've encountered a rash of people over the last sixty to ninety days who have had issues, and uh, they're not on the same host provider that I've got. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but. I do all of the above, it, it, but I, I'll it, change my head. Go ahead. Yeah, if you're if you're in a shared space, Randy, if you're in a shared space, which a lot of us probably are, in other words, you have one of those very inexpensive hosting plans. If you're paying any less than ten bucks, you're probably on a month. You're probably on shared space. If that server gets compromised at the server level, in other words, not the WordPress, but, but the hackers get in and compromise the server, there is an absolute possibility that your WordPress, they could take over your WordPress instance. So, um, you know, that's where you don't have any control. That's where you're counting on your host provider to do their job and secure down their servers to make sure those aren't getting done. There's nothing you can do about that in it. I don't want people to start freaking out now about their servers and stuff and getting all panicked because we don't need to. 99% of the times we're going to be okay. But I think it's a great question to ask. And I think as, uh, as a, um, even as podcasters, we need to regularly check our sites to make sure they are healthy. They're doing what they're supposed to be doing. It's not a set it up one time and then forget it. You got to go back and make sure plugins are installed. You got to get the most recent updates from WordPress. You got to, you know, just make sure everything's working okay. What's it? Ask me. Is that? I don't know how you pronounce that, but that spam. There's a spam oh, engine that everybody runs. Akizmi. Something like that. Something like that. You know, you want to make sure you're running something like that, uh, and just make sure the health of it's fine. And then, but Randy, I think it's a great question. So thanks for bringing it up at the year end because those are some year end things that. You should be, if you're not checking them every month, at the end of the year, you should check your site, make sure your backups are working and all that good stuff. So thanks for bringing up that question. Yeah, well, most of us do not have a, we don't have a guru like you do, Jim, running our <laughs> servers. I, I listen, I have a pretty good guru. His name is Christian Johnson, and he uh, he keeps everything running at theaverageguy.tv. In fact, m- we just made major security upgrades over the last th- uh, 90 days and uh, moved from HTTP to HTTPS. So the site now has its own certificate and is secure. And uh, all stuff that, and now he's above average, right? He's, he's the above average guy. But uh, knowing my site admin and having a guy that cares about safety and security that way, yeah, it's I'm I'm pretty spoiled. I'm I'll admit it. I am not your. I don't have the average situation here because Christian does such a nice job of keeping everything up to date for us. You know, you know the difficulty is I I can't share your content. Uh, I know I can't share it on Facebook because of that HTTPS, which is odd. It's, well, if you just if you just take the S out, it should still be shareable. Um, you're going to get a little certificate, a little weird thing that pops up that says you need to do a little captcha. But I think try it with just HTTP. Don't just copy and paste it, but copy okay. and paste it. Take the S out and try it. It should work for you. If it if it doesn't, let me know, um, and we'll figure out a way to to get that done. But I I put it I put my stuff on okay, Facebook all thanks. the time. All right, Randy. Thanks, Thanks, man. Great talking to you. Dave, I'll get back with you. All right. Happy New Year, guys. See you. Happy New Year to you, too. Thanks for podcasting. As you will hear uh, Randy's smiling voice on the uh, My Favorite Podcast episode, which is... Randy's over at leaningtowardwisdom.com. Great Love pipes, great guys. One of my favorite podcasts now. I there just, you go. I, he's another listen to school podcasting on Monday, and then I then the next one to come on is leaning towards wisdom. Leaning towards wisdom. I got to work on a Randy Cantrell. He's almost a Dave Ramsey kind of guy. He does have a great accent. It's just, and he's a he's one of the best solo solo podcasters yeah. that I listen to. Just yeah. fantastic. Good guy. Well, I guess we're gonna wave goodbye. Holy to, cow, we're done. It's eleven uh, thirty. So we'll stick around a little bit, but uh, this is where we cut off the show here at this point. And uh, so thanks, as always, to the chat room, and thanks to uh, 2014 for being what it was. And, uh, yeah, put a fork in it. It's done. Peace out. (laughs) Peace out, 2014. (laughs) But uh, we are here every Saturday 
at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, which I was, uh, remember I said I need to keep repeating that? There was somebody over in the Spreaker chat room. Where is there is everybody? I missed him. Then I'm like, it was just a couple seconds ago. I'm like, number one, right. you've missed the show pretty much at this point. And, um, but yeah, I did. I will say, I saw where Jason said that, um, you know, in terms of SoundCloud and TuneIn, uh, Spreaker in my travels, at least, brings me more people than uh, those uh, other things. So, uh, yeah, everybody have a safe and happy new year. Um, some crazy people, some crazy people out at Christmas, man. We came home from, from grandmother's house. We went and some dude was majorly wasted driving in front of us. That's always fun oh, to watch. Oh, no, yeah. that's not good. But uh, Jim, where can we find you? The average guy TV, the newly secured average guy TV, right. but hard to share on Facebook. You can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. We'll see you again next week with another episode of Ask the Podcast Coach.